the kingdom of heaven is like to an householder who went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You will have noticed that certain things change in today's Mass. Let me see how attentive you were to what is going on in today's Mass. The first thing you will have noticed had to do with the change of color, did it not? What color am I wearing today? What's this? Purple! Hmm. And what was the priest wearing last week? Green. Well done. Green. So there's a change in color. And when there's a change in color, there's a change at a deeper level as well. There's another thing that's different about today's Mass. There was a word missing. The A word. What's the A word? What part of the Mass was missing today? We're not supposed to say it in church until Easter. Now, the glory was missing. Well done. The glory was missing. Yes. But there was something else missing. A word that begins with A. Alleluia. We're not supposed to say that in church until Easter. But we'll say it just for the purposes of what I'm trying to communicate now. So, in some places, uh, it was the custom, and still is, on the Saturday before Septuagesima Sunday, Today is Septuagesima Sunday, which means 70 days before Easter. So we're beginning a new season. We're preparing to uh, go up to the great feast of the whole year that sheds its light over every week and day and hour of the church year. The resurrection of the Lord. We begin our preparation today. And we refrain from singing, even from saying, that single word that is like hearing the sound of heaven already on earth. Alleluia. No alleluia now. Until Easter. And as I was about to say, in some places it was the custom to write the word in beautiful calligraphy, in letters, on a scroll, and then to roll up the scroll and tie it with a ribbon or a cord, and put it in a coffin, and then to take the coffin out into a field and bury it. That is still done in some places. The burial of the Alleluia on the day before Septuagesima Sunday. Hmm. The Alleluia is buried rather like a seed. It has to sprout anew. Now, Septuagesima means, as I said, 70 days. 70 days until Easter. And so we're given this remarkable gospel story. The parable of the landowner or the householder 
who goes out early in the morning into the town square. And he's looking for day laborers. And he sees all these chaps just standing about, unemployed, nothing to do. And what does he say? Who of you would like to work for me? So certain of the men were very happy to be given a day's employment. And so the parable goes on. And having agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. Now the vineyard here is very significant. What grows in a vineyard? Vineyard is not like an apple orchard. What grows in a vineyard? We don't have many vineyards in Ireland. Grapevines. And what do we make out of the fruit of the vine? Grapes we make. Wine. Wine, exactly. So, certain of the fathers suggest that the tree in the garden, in the garden of paradise, was in fact a grapevine very interesting take on the story. Of course, there's another tradition by which it's an apple tree and the tree by which Adam fell uh, is reversed and becomes in the cross of Jesus Christ the tree of life. That's one take on the story. By the way, we began reading the story of Genesis this morning at Matins. That's why I'm Mentioning this question of the vine. There's another tradition that says that in the garden, Adam was charged with looking after a grapevine. Our Lord will say in St. John's Gospel, I am the vine, you are the branches. And so again, we have this counterbalance, the vine by which man fell into sin, by which everything in the world was wrenched out of harmony and order, becomes the vine by which everything flowers and becomes fruitful again and receives the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hmm. An interesting take on the tree in the garden. But this man goes out and he hires not just once, but he goes out at the first hour, and again he goes out at the third hour, and he goes out again at the sixth hour, and at the ninth hour, and he keeps going into the town square until the eleventh hour, the last hour of the working day. And even then, he finds chaps just standing about and he offers them just an hour of work and of course you know the rest of the story it comes time at the end of the day to pay the workers and the landowner gives those who labored all day long from the first hour the same wage that he gives the chaps who began working at the eleventh hour 
It's a very interesting story. And I find it remarkable that while in the West, on Septuagesima Sunday, we read this gospel parable, St. John Chrysostom will talk about the very same parable at Pascha on Easter morning. And he will tell us the meaning of today's parable. And what will St. John Chrysostom say? He will say, If any man be devout and love God, let him enjoy this fair and radiant triumphal feast. If any man be a wise servant, let him rejoicing enter into the joy of his Lord. And here it comes, be, be attentive. If any have labored long in fasting, let him now receive his recompense. If any have wrought from the first hour, there it is, the connection with the parable we just heard. If any have wrought from the first hour, let him today, meaning on Easter day, receive his just reward. If any have come at the third hour, let him with thankfulness keep the feast. If any have arrived at the sixth hour, let him have no misgivings because he shall in no wise be deprived thereof. If any have delayed until the ninth hour, let him draw near, fearing nothing. If any have tarried even until the eleventh hour, the eleventh hour, let him also be not alarmed at his tardiness, for the Lord, who is jealous of his honor, will accept the last even as the first. It is never too late to respond to the invitation of our Lord. Never too late. Not even at the eleventh hour. He will accept the last even as the first. He gives rest unto him who comes at the eleventh hour even as to him who has wrought from the first hour. This is God's way of doing things. It doesn't at all correspond to uh, the human notion of what is right and what is just and what is equitable. This is God's way of doing things. And he shows mercy upon the last and cares for the first. And to the one he gives and upon the other he bestows gifts. And he both accepts the deeds and welcomes the intention and honors the acts and praises the offering. Wherefore, enter you all into the joy of your Lord and receive your reward, both the first and likewise the second. You rich and poor together, hold high festival. You sober and you heedless, honor the day. Rejoice today, both you who have fasted and you who have disregarded the fast. The table is full laden. Feast ye all sumptuously. Calf is fatted. Let no one go hungry away. This is the sermon that St. John Chrysostom preached on Easter Day and that even today is read in churches on the morning of Easter. And isn't it marvelous that it is directly related to the Gospel of Septuagesima Sunday. We today begin 
our preparation for Easter, we begin gently, somewhat slowly. It's almost as if we're going into training for a great pilgrimage or a race. That is why we had St. Paul's epistle uh, recounting uh, what uh, a man who is about to uh, compete in a race must do. The apostle said, brethren, know you not that they that run in the race, and the race begins today, on Saturday, Jesus Sunday, we're going to begin racing to Easter. Know you not that they that run the race all run indeed, but one receiveth the prize, so run that you may obtain. And then St. Paul says something about going into training. He says, And everyone that striveth for the mastery refraineth himself from all things, and they indeed, that they may receive a corruptible crown, a passing prize. We, an incorruptible one. So St. Paul's point is that today we begin to prepare for the race that will take us to the morning of the resurrection of the Lord in 70 days' time. So there's much more that could be said about today's Holy Mass. I think that what I would have you retain is this. Listen with the ear of the heart to the voice of the Lord who is saying, Will you work for me? Would you like to come into my employment? Would you go into my vineyard? Then listen to the voice of the Lord who invites you to run the race. And if you accept to compete in the race, you have to begin now, already on Septuagesima Sunday, your training. The training that will be uh, part of uh, our Lent and that will carry us through not only Septuagesima, uh, 70 days, but Sexagesima, 60 days, Quinquagesima, 50 days, Quadragesima, 40 days, even to the Pasch of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.